Welcome to Buckeyes and Beyond. Here are your hosts, Jeff and Mike. Welcome, everybody, to Buckeyes and Beyond. A uh, big thank you to Kyle Ham for the intro. Um, we know Kyle from in our high school days, and he yeah. reached out. Uh, when we were promoting the podcast on social media and said he was more than willing to do an intro and we appreciate that. It was awesome. Uh, great sounding intro. Yeah. And, uh, we appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, and if you have some time, uh, try to Google delightfully strange, which was, uh, Kyle's band back in high school. They were a lot of fun. I don't know if he really has any footage left out there, but if you can just give him a look. Yeah, I don't know if anything's out there still. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out there somebody, somebody just in a, case. Um, somebody put a video. I think it was the drummer, Scott. Uh, oh, yeah. put a video. He, he shared a video that somebody else had uh, from them doing uh, as STP, Interna Interstate's Love Song. Really? Yeah, oh, I didn't so. know that that was out there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so, um, <clears throat> Just the other day, actually, he shared it. But it was from a few years ago. Yeah. But, but anyway. Thank uh, you, Kyle. Yeah, thanks. And... Um, so let's start it off. Um, yeah, we got a few things to go over. One's coaching changes in college football. Yeah, there was of, there was quite a few. Yeah, there's a bunch of those. There is every year. Yeah. Um, and and then we'll go over the uh, national title game. Bunch of stuff there. That might take up the bulk of this podcast. And then uh, we'll go over Ohio State's 2020 schedule. So um, lots to lots to go over um, on this Sunday here. So. Um, Starting off, coaching changes. Um, I think we'll, yeah, we'll just, I don't know. I just got a bunch of notes here, so we'll kind of just kind of be all over the place a little bit with these. That's but, fine with me. Yep. But uh, Rutgers, Rutgers makes a coaching change in the Big Ten going back. They're going to start swinging the axe all over know, again. You know, sometimes to go forward, you got to go all the way back. <laughs> all the way backwards. <laughs> Bring it back, Greg. got to go back to old Chiano. Yeah. And uh, so he he's had some, he's had like kind of a, White a journey since Rutgers. Yeah, it's been um, a long one too. Yeah, so uh, you know he almost got the Tennessee job, and Tennessee tried to act like you know they're the you know uh, epitome of you know moral high horse and integrity <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know ivory towers and act like you know like he had some sort of thing to do with the Penn State. Sandusky stuff, which, which was all just a bunch of garbage. Yeah. So, um, meanwhile, they just wanted like some other coach. They yeah. Just, they just used it just to throw him under. I think horrible bus. Yeah. I, I don't know why they went through that whole thing there. That was never really made clear as to what that was all about. I don't even know if it ever really came out. I mean, yeah. as to why they were so quick to just say, "Nope, I don't want him now." Yeah. So. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, Shiano. I mean, he he gets a lot of high praise from other coaches and yeah. players. I mean, he's, he's more of a player's coach than you even realize. Yeah, he gets a lot of credit from former players. Um, Belichick loves him. I mean, yeah. he was almost going to become the coordinator there at D.C. Yeah. yeah, so Belichick loves him. Yeah, and uh, P.J. Fleck is a big Shiano guy. Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, he, he does the... Uh, he says oh, well, he got the... Um, all the... What? The... Row the boat? No. No? Oh, I think he made that up himself. Oh, okay. I didn't know if he got that. <laughs> he got the, he, he, he's a big one. He goes, family, forget about me. I love you. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
We got that from Gianna. Oh, man. Family stands for forget about, forget about me. I love you. Yeah. Have you ever heard, um, those always, those always crack me up. Uh, Gary Busey. Oh God. Yes. He has a ton of those. Those are Buseyisms. Really? Where he, yeah, he, he takes <laughs> words and he makes them into acronyms. <laughs> so if you look up, that's very, it's very entertaining. If you look up Gary Busey and like sayings or yeah. Buseyisms, I think yeah. he even came out with a book. Wow. So let's look that up. It's, it's actually very entertaining. You actually brought that up and it just made me think of, um, there is, um, for any listeners, and I don't know if we have ever talked about the Walking Dead, but there was a character on the Walking Dead who was the actor who who played him is named Ross Marquand or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. so he was on Kimmel. I don't know four or five years ago, um, the night after the Oscars, mm-hmm. and Kimmel asked him to go up to this to this fake podium and hold a. Oh yeah, 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 yeah and yeah, to yeah. hold the Oscar because Ross Ross is a is a um, he's a impressionist too, and he does all these different impressions of guys who actually would have won the Oscars, yeah. and he does a Gary Busey standing oh, up yeah, there, yeah, yeah. and it's hilarious. So if you have a couple minutes, go and check that out. It's really funny. Is his Brad Pitt? Is, is I've never seen him. Oh yes, I have seen. Yeah, because he did that one for great. Vanity Fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. he did that That's for me. A great yeah it's very good um you don't see too many brad pitt no movies, but he so. he does brad pitt he even does john c Riley. oh yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah. most people don't do john c Riley. Yeah. it's it's great yeah. and, but sorry okay so um so moving on <laughs> went from shiano to talking about impressions yeah i don't know how that happened but okay <laughs> that's this podcast yeah um all right, so uh, moving along, just kind of all over the place. Uh, Washington, Chris Peterson leaves. Just kind of, he looks like he's just taking a break. Yeah, he's it, just kind of like burned out. I think that's probably what it is because there was a lot of conversation about if this is really the end for him. I don't think that it is. I, Seems young. Yeah, he's so. what late forties, early fifties, yeah. I, I think. Yeah. So I don't think he's done. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like he said. I think he's just sort of burned out and just wants to kind of take a break. Yeah. So. Because he was uh, Boise. Yeah, he was a Boise for I mean, a long he was time. Riding high with Boise, yeah. Washington. It's kind of like different, different. That's a whole. Kind of like yeah, a different that's a, uh, recruiting. I don't yeah. know. It's like he was. I don't know. Boise State. You get like you you get you get California's leftovers. Is pretty yeah, much what you yeah, get. Yeah. So and, and you know Washington, you're just compete with Oregon and which Wazoo is and, getting really hard now. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, um, so speaking of, I'll jump to this kind of a segue. Speaking of Wazoo, Mike Leach yep. leaves <laughs> one Wazoo. of our favorites, man. Yeah. We Mike. love Mike. We love Mike, man. He's um, awesome. <laughs> Mike Leach, the old pirate. Uh, <laughs> he leaves Washington State for Mississippi State. That is such a lateral, if not a, if not a downward move, man. I don't know. So like, it's it's interesting how these guys just like go shoot across the country. Yeah, but he was at. Because he seems like he jumps around more than he does, because because he was at Texas Tech for nine nine ish seasons, yeah. and then but it seems like he's he's yeah he's he's he jumped around, and whenever we found that out, you were actually you actually sent me a text that was really something similar, and then you actually said, well, he was there for nine years at yeah. Texas Tech, and I didn't think it was that long that he was yeah. there, but yeah, so. Yeah, and uh, so and he was with Washington State for four or five years. Yeah, yeah, 
little chunk there, and then yeah. now he's jumping to the SEC. So to the SEC yeah. West, yeah, SEC West, <laughs> yeah, which is a gauntlet. <laughs> yeah, so which which has a just a uh, crazy um, gauntlet of of coaches, uh, which is which is hilarious. It's like Saban with Alabama, Orgeron, Coach O with LSU, Lane Kiffin is now it's another one. Ole Miss hires Lane Kiffin. Um, and so, and then Mike Leach with, uh, Mississippi State, Jimbo Fisher with, um, I said Florida State. Texas A&M. Texas A&M. <laughs> Gus Malzahn and his cougar wife <laughs> at, at Auburn. And, uh, a new guy, Sam Pittman at Arkansas, who was, interesting fact about this guy, he's, I think he's 58? Yeah. 56, 58, something like that. Which is, you know, whatever. But... He was the highest paid O-line coach <laughs> in college football, making $900,000 a year at Arkansas. At Arkansas. <laughs> at Arkansas. Like, what lineman have you ever heard of that came out of Arkansas? I, it's, it's very weird. That is, that is the biggest mystery of, of last season is why are you paying that guy nine hundred k? Yeah, like um, so, so Chad Morris was the Arkansas coach, and Clemson has been known to have – the highest assistant salary. So it was probably something that Co- uh, Chad Morris brought yeah. in there. And then SEC is always trying to get assistants higher, higher, higher paying salaries because everybody else is in the SEC. Yeah. And they got these million dollar assistant coordinators and stuff like that. So, I mean, they're, they're, now they're just confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Brett, what Brett Venables makes, but I would bet it's a pretty good chunk, man. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. I, I, Oh, if he made one and a half mil, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's you can't really take Clemson's blueprint and bring it to Arkansas. That's just yeah. that's that's not going to work, man. It's yeah. just I, Chad Morris was a, and we don't really talk about this long, but I just wanted to actually bring this up. It was crazy. He went from a from a high school head coach to a offensive coordinator at one of the bigger programs in the country for. And then he went to head coach at Arkansas, all in a period of what about three years? I think yeah. it was nuts that that ride that he was on. But then he proved that he's probably better served to just be a you know a high school coach or a OC because he couldn't handle it at Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. Some guys just I mean you see it on NFL level too. And you're like, yeah, you're just coordinator. Like, Ready? It's just like let's focus on one side of the ball, yeah, not all three phases. So. um and, and the game management, it's just, it's, it's a lot. And in the recruiting, and the, the college yeah. football, it's just like, it's even. That's what some people don't get, is that a college football head coach is more or less a 365-day-a-year job. I mean, yeah. there's not really a break. I mean, they take breaks, but there's not really room for much of a break. Hardly. Yeah, like, I, I mean. I mean, a lot of them might be, let's see, not even just yet, I think. No, because there's, there's still the last signing day. In February, yeah. Which, so, so they're probably taking a lot of them take a vacation, probably right after that. Yeah, right. I would say they probably take a small vacation because then spring camp starts in March. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's like there's yeah. there's really no break yeah. for a college football coach. Oof. It's a it's a rough life, man. Yeah, it's like yeah. So I see them. Some of them age faster than the president. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they age rapidly, yeah. man. Obama looked like a. Chipper, thirty-two when he yeah. entered the office, and he came out looking like he's signing up for a. <laughs> so. Yeah, so um, 
So, uh, yeah, so moving along. Uh, so, yeah, Arkansas, Missouri, staying in the SEC, uh, Missouri gets Appala Appalachian State's coach, Eli, interesting last name, Drinkwitz. Drinkwitz. Just like it sounds, Drinkwitz. That's a great last name, man. So he, he's a offensive coordinator background, and he's coming from App State to Mizzou. So it I mean, like that... every time Mizzou has a solid team, it's like, Totally offense. Yeah, it's all offense. The, I, I think the last really good defensive player they had was probably Sheldon Richardson. I think that's. Oh, yeah. I think that's probably the last one that they had. I mean, they just don't have any defense. They they never do. They yeah. score a bunch of points and they try to just and it's it's right. all all of their games are you know forty five to forty six yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. But it's funny because weren't they a Big Twelve team? They were a Big Twelve team for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were in the Big 12. Oh, yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, then the A&M came over. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> moving down the line, Florida State. We talked about Florida State last, yeah. last podcast um, a, a week ago. Mike Norvell from Memphis moves to Florida State. I think that's actually a really solid hire. Yeah, he seems like he would run a tighter ship and um, just, I don't know, he just comes across as a, everywhere he's been, mm -hmm. it seems like. Yeah, he's he's run run a tight ship there. So um, young young coach though. Yeah. So so uh, and then the guy he replaced Willie Taggart takes over. It's a very you know this is like a round robin of <laughs> hires. I know Willie Taggart goes stays in the state of Florida takes over for Lane Kiffin. <laughs> Willie Taggart who was at Florida State before that Oregon before that uh, University of South Florida. So he's, he's still got those recruiting ties of he. In Florida, if he hasn't just napalm yeah, I know. recruiting bridges <laughs> by sucking as a coach, I yeah. don't know. So he's at FAU, Florida Atlantic. So yeah, so we'll see. Good luck, Florida Atlantic. Yeah. So um, you think? Well, I mean, these guys are these guys are funny because they get these. He probably got a monster payout. Oh, I'm sure he did. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> his contract was, I, I don't know what it was to start out, but I'm sure it was a very nice deal that he would have gotten from Florida State. So, um, <laughs> yeah, buyout with 20. Is that 20 million? Willie Taggart fired, to paying, will end up paying three buyouts, totally. totaling over 20 mil to fire Jeez, Willie Taggart. God. And then I don't his, know what they paid part, Norvell. His part but, is. 18 mil. Okay. So they pay Willie Taggart $18 million to get the hell out of here. Like, I, I mean, geez, yeah, you know. I mean, the program wasn't living up to their standards. I get that. But that's a lot of money to pay him to just get out of there, man. What's in these contracts where, <laughs> where you know, the guy can basically, it's almost like, it's like, like office space. Yeah. Where it's like, can the guy... I mean, is he, was he at the at the end like where he knows this is like he's doomed? Yeah, this isn't. He can't get this train back on the tracks, and he's like, "Well, I'm going to be rich after this." Yeah, I mean, crazy rich. Is he? I mean, is he gotten a fish, fish and then desk? just like throwing it down there yeah. for all of his players is he to taking see? a dump on his <laughs> desk? I mean, I mean, I mean, what's in his contract? I mean, is I, anything? I don't know if there's anything that would actually void out your your buyout. I mean, you you actually probably could just act like a total dick for yeah. you know for the last couple of weeks and just say I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. Yeah, as long as you don't do any uh, me too stuff. Yeah, I don't think. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's good. Then you, then he's probably in the clear. Yeah. But, but then, um, that and yeah. and I could almost picture the AD because you mentioned office space going up to Willie Taggart saying, "What would you say it is you do here? What do you do?" It's like. I don't know. I just yeah, will I come in and space out for about fifteen minutes. <laughs> so, which is probably he spaces out on the sideline for fifteen minutes. I've, I've actually seen him spaced out on the sidelines before. With that goofy look stares at the clock. It's like hurry, come on! I got somewhere to be. So, uh, moving along, Colorado State. Who Colorado State had a lot of feelers out there for a while, where they. Where they might have took taken Ohio State's yeah. running backs coach, yeah, t- uh, um, Tony Alford. Tony Alford, yeah, and uh, there was even a rumor um, initially that it was going to be Tony Alford, and he was going to take um, our linebackers coach, whose name escapes me right now, as his defensive coordinator. So, I mean, that seemed like that was almost oh, yeah. going to that like that was going to be a done deal, and then all of a sudden. It just changed, so. Mm-hmm. And so they hire Steve Adazio from Boston, Boston College, College, which is the <laughs> um, destination for. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess you Colorado State. It's kind of like yeah. Sure. I, Colorado State is it's it's so strange. I mean, they do send some talent to the NFL. I yeah. mean, you do see some players yeah, from some from Colorado guys. State. I mean, um, but. They almost feel like they're just non-existent because they yeah. play in the, I think it's the WAC or the Mountain West. I can't remember. Well, actually, I don't, I don't think the WAC is even in place now. I, I think it is actually just the... the WAC. Yeah, it's not the WAC. Sorry. The WAC it's the WAC. Yeah, it's the uh, Mountain West, I believe, is yeah. where they play. Um, but yeah, they're a strange program. I mean, they do... West, yeah. yeah, they do compete pretty regularly in that conference and they're they're usually a decent team i mean all things considered but uh yes I, steve adazio have, have you ever seen um the videos of steve adazio that he put out on social media i don't think so no oh, <laughs> uh, they're really cringy so, so i'll he, have to look at him so yeah. he would he would be like uh say say take take one for example is um he would he would be up in like the upper bowl of the stadium, okay, and they would be doing like some walkthrough or something like that. It seems like this is a complete waste of time <laughs> for this video. <laughs> so he has to go all the way to the upper bowl, stage this video where he's like looking out from the upper bowl. The camera's like kind of behind him, kinda, right? And he and he's looking down, and it's, it's super cringy. He's like, <laughs> "These are just guys being dudes." What? <laughs> Hey, just hey, these are dudes being dudes. Like he's just like, hey, we're guys here. Like he's like out of the like the the um, Bears, like yeah, SNL. Like yeah, he's like, like he's he's like kind of that Schwarzky, yeah, Schwarzky, like the, the, the Bears. Yeah. He's like he's kind of thick guys, Chicago accent. These are guys being dudes. Like he's like trying to act like cool and like yeah. football guy, but it comes off super cringy. Oh my god, check them out; they're really funny. Yeah, Steve Adazio, who was Zio. Yeah, he's actually good friends with Urban because he was on his staff down at Florida for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. If I... Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. Go okay. find him. Maybe, yeah. we'll, maybe I'll we'll put a I'll put a link out. On yeah. The, on the Twitter feed. Yeah. Um, at Beyond Buckeyes. 
<clears throat> so uh, moving down, uh, this is taking longer than I thought. Yeah. Because coaches are funny. Uh, yeah, they're, they're always a trip, man. There's one guy who's not funny yet, unless he screws up, is uh, <laughs> Jeff Halfley. Jeff Halfley. Yeah. Our guy, which we're sad to see go from yeah. Ohio State. But, um, Definitely. He seems like he was... Uh, yeah, he seen, comes across like he was, you know, dying to be a head coach, and he took. Yeah, I mean, going to BC is kind of like he's going to Boston College again, where he took over Rodazio. Yeah, so it's kind of like, uh, yeah, that he so hold off for something a little bit better. But I think that the only thing is that he has ties to Boston College. Yeah, is, that's true. Is the reason why he went there because you are absolutely right. That seemed. Would I rather be the head coach at Boston College or the defensive coordinator at a at a big national power? It's it seems like a no brainer, but I think he has ties to there. So, because yeah. um, I believe that's where he met Ryan Day, because Ryan Day also has ties to Boston College. So. Yeah, yeah, and Ryan Day talked up Boston College to him. And so yeah, like. so it just seemed like that was going to happen as soon as his name got mentioned for that job. It just seemed like, well, that's just going to happen. We just might as well you know, get ready for that. So, yeah. Um, Memphis has a new coach. That's not really, they're promoted their O-line coach. Oh, okay. I never heard of Ryan Silverfield. Okay. Yeah. I'm bothered with that one. Let's yeah. get your crap. Uh, <laughs> uh, San Diego state. Brady Hoke. Mr. Hoke. Again, yeah. just like Rutgers. Yeah. Sometimes you got to go back to move <laughs> forward. So bring it back. Old Brady Hoke. Brady Hoke. Yes. Brady Hoke. It, you know, kind of sounds like Matt Foley yeah, when he talks. <laughs> hey guys, the uh, coach there in 09, 2010, and he led him to a couple bowls. Yeah, he, yeah, he did a real solid job. He had a solid so, run. That's how he got the Michigan job, but um, which was an absolute mess. That was a disaster. It's funny because some of the Michigan fans wish they never bailed from him. Like he, he's the one who yeah. started their their great thing where they call us Ohio. Yeah, which which I <laughs> I thought was so stupid. It's like a big slight. Yeah, like, like what the hell is that? I mean, it doesn't mean it. Yeah. It, it I, in fact, I think whenever they started that, I actually put something out that said, "Well, that just makes you look so stupid because you don't understand that there are two schools in the state of yeah. Ohio. So that just makes you look stupid by calling yeah. us that." But they I still, mean, they still carry that. They still they still use that. I know they do. It's but then, foolish. Yeah, we, we use the we're not taking the. M. Yeah, I know. It's the M out. Yeah, it's, it's just... It's a little weird. Caddy and college football. T-T-U-N. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, yeah. It's, but Don't say Michigan. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But, yeah. Brady Hoke back to San Diego State. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. So, let me go back. To, so, so much we mentioned Michigan. I forgot to mention. Sh- I should have reamed, reamed their ass on the first podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Michigan fans... Ohio State loses the Fiesta Bowl against Clemson. They act like they won. Yeah, I seen a lot of that when it came out. It's like, what? What are you? How are you talking trash about anything right now, man? It's it. It it goes to and I don't want to paint all Michigan fans like this, no. but a good majority of them are just absolutely. They have such blind loyalty to their program that they absolutely can't see that it's it's not it's ridiculous you don't we own you that's just the way that it is there's and, and it's <laughs> such a sad weird place right now that the bad apple michigan fans are hanging their hats 
on when their rivals lose. Yeah, that's that is a sad state of your biggest your wins are when your rivals have lost. You games. love it. That's yeah. your big win. Yeah, when, so, when somebody else, Michigan State, uh, Ohio State, and Wisconsin. Wisconsin yeah, I guess. Like, yeah, when 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 they lose, they yeah. celebrate. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's but, like, but like they they could lose to to. Illinois, the same week that we lose to, like, Clemson. And they celebrate because it's so great. Well, you guys just lost to a garbage team and you're celebrating. I mean, my gosh. They're, yeah. they're, they're in such a state of absolute denial that your program is not where you want it to be. And it's not going to get there because you're going to keep the guy who's doing this to, to you yeah. because there's nobody better. Yeah. To I mean, you're stuck with, with this guy. You're, you're- you know, you're going to beat Rutgers. Yeah. Indiana. Um, you know, Maryland. Illinois. Yeah. I mean, you are going to, I I think to give, to give Mike Valenti another shout out, because he said it best last year after the giant shellacking that we gave him, he said, you bludgeon the weak. That's what you do. And then when it comes to teams like us, Wisconsin, Penn State, you crap your pants. Yeah. That I mean, that's what they do. I mean, yeah. they bludgeon the weak, which is okay, great. So what? Yeah. So 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 somebody punches them in the mouth. Yeah, it's they, like the bully. Yeah, it's like they just run away with their pants down. It's yeah. it's sad, and they. It, we could spend a whole podcast talking <laughs> about this, man. It is it just because they're they're one of the most. In fact, I think somebody on ESPN who is it? Oh, Paul Feinbaum says that. Um, Michigan fans are, I don't remember his exact quote, but he said that they are the the most spoiled over, um, I don't remember how he phrased it, but he he has essentially said that they are the worst fan base in college football because they think that that they're this great national power. Right. When you're not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you are, if, if we were to take all of the teams in the top 25, you are never going to be, I mean, you are a mediocre program. You are going to bludgeon the weak and occasionally beat a national power. The guy that they worship, Schimbeckler. Never won a bowl game. And never won, a, even more, never won a national title. No. I mean, even, yeah, it's like. I mean, what did what did Bo do? I mean, I, you know, the man's dead. He was a good coach. Good coach. Yeah, but I mean, he wasn't this. But they act like those were the, you know, when they won national titles or like they won they won all their national titles back before anybody cared about leather, college football when helmets. when they were wearing leather helmets before yeah minorities play yeah it's 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 it, they 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 hold on to the past like it's this yeah. you know we are the winningest program in the history of college football well yeah that's because you won a whole bunch of games back in the 1800s yeah it was the, they're Play-by-play announcer sounded like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whenever the quarterback goes back to throw, their hands on. Yeah, yeah. Michigan football. Uh, it's, it's just get get a grip, man. I, you are a mediocre program. You're gonna be one. You may beat us occasionally, but you we are gonna just kick the living shit out of you. Yeah. Almost every time. Yeah, just the way that it is. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> So let's talk about winners. Um, well, yeah. Anyway, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, we're talking. So college football playoff championship national title game, wherever the hell you want to call it these days. Yeah. LSU five and a half point favorite. Um, it's a crazy. It's a very interesting matchup. Um, 
It's I, too bad Ohio State's not in it. But. Yeah, I would have really liked to seen us against LSU. And it's going to really game. suck if Clemson wins and you're going to be like, should have been us. Yeah, I don't like I, I am 100% all in LSU, man. Yeah. I, I am all in on LSU. So, um, so there's a lot of interesting strategic matchups in this. Um, a lot of just like uh, LSU's offense versus Clemson's multiple front defense, where it's just a lot of. I mean, is, can Burrow? Burrow's played. I mean, I mean, Burrow has done well under pressure. Yeah. Um, fifty-two hundred. Fifty-two hundred yards passing, fifty-five touchdowns to six interceptions, seventy-eight percent completion percentage. I mean, I'm pretty sure he can throw it under yeah. on the blitz. He's got the receivers to win those matchups one on one on the outside. Yeah, there's I mean, the, I, when you look at their offense, um, especially against Alabama, because they blitz the hell out of him, and he stood tall in that pocket and just made all kinds of throws. And uh, so, uh, Venables can bring all those neat, unique blitzes that he wants. But Joe has shown he's going to stand in there. He's going to make those throws. Yeah, it's like Venables. Do you think like his defense is almost like the old um, zone blitz, the old Dick LeBeau, in a way? I think to a certain extent, yeah. I mean, there he are definitely some, some yeah. – he has some of the same concepts. There's a lot of, like, cover three in it because he's yeah. – there's, th- there's three safeties. Yeah, I went back and looked at the coach's tape of our game against them, and they run a lot of cover three. I mean, yeah. they played a lot, more than I thought that yeah. that they would play. Mm-hmm. So um, – for those of you that don't know what cover three is, it's essentially where you have two safeties and then one corner playing zone. They're just back there playing, and um, they have that's why it's called cover three. Um, there's a different way to, to actually break it down, but if if you want to know the actual differences, I'm sure that you can find it online. But there's uh, but there's there is cover one, cover two, cover three, and cover four, um, and it just all depends on how many defensive backs you have. Lined up in a zone. So. And cover zero. Yeah, you know, cover zero. Oh, God, cover zero. I can't stand cover zero. That's... Bring that. Bring the house. No, yeah. Man on, man on man. Yeah. Nobody, no safety back deep. Oh, I so, hate cover zero. God. So, but they don't run any of that. No. Uh, not that I saw. But the, one of the big things is LSU's running back, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. If he, he's, they say he's healthy, his hamstring, but I mean, it's a hammy. Yeah. Those... They're saying he's ready to go. So... We'll see. He he played a little bit. He he ran a couple. Yeah, he ran somebody over in the Oklahoma game. I mean, and he also got targeted. <laughs> yeah, he got targeted pretty bad. Which that one was targeting. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, um, but yeah, he's a big key to this because he, he can get going. I mean, J.K. broke off some runs on Clemson's defense. Yeah, they actually exposed him on some spots because mm-hmm. there was uh, now give. Clemson a little bit of credit in the second half. They really kind of tightened it up, but they definitely exposed some spots where they can run the ball. And um, Edwards Hilaire is a really good running back. Uh, he's going to have some some tough runs. He's not as fast as uh, Dobbins. Um, he's definitely more. He has more power because he's he's more you know compact. So mm-hmm. he's 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 going to run you over. Um, but he's got some speed to him, but, uh, I think he is the key. I think that you are absolutely right. Um, they, if they're smart, they are going to run their offense through him and try to throw it off of, you know, play action. Yeah. Cause he killed, um, Alabama and Georgia. Yeah. He absolutely just destroyed him, especially, uh, I believe it was the Alabama game where it more, was uh, more so. Alabama. 
Yeah, I mean, he was running dudes over flat mm-hmm. out. I mean, oh, just yeah. smacking dudes in the mouth. Yeah, he, he's very good all around back. Yeah, he is, and he yeah, and and that, and that's a good point. He can actually catch the ball too. So mm-hmm. I mean, they they actually run him out of the backfield on some swings and some mm-hmm. um, uh, and some uh, Texas routes. So mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, LSU uses a lot of um, what they call 11 personnel, mm-hmm. which is one back and one tight end, three receivers. They run right. that. Um, I think they're running that, what I saw, is something like uh, 75 80% of the time. I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. yeah. So, um, and they're really good. Joe Brady uh, runs that runs that personnel grouping a lot um, with those three really great receivers, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, um Marshall and Thaddeus Moss. Thaddeus Moss is the tight end. Randy Moss's kid. So, <clears throat> so Thaddeus Moss even acts, acts as a lead blocker a lot. Yeah, because they run an inside zone run play where there's not a lot of pulling. Um, he will come off from the tight end and offset tight end and and um, come in. He almost pulls. Yeah, they, he almost, he'll pull and just take out a linebacker. There are some plays too where I've seen where like they send him in. Uh, in motion from the from the strong side to the weak side. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So almost like a trap mm-hmm. block. Yeah. yeah. So catching the edge guy. Yep. So. Um, which so, is which? In fact, the game that I seen that in a couple times was against Alabama, where uh, he ran, where he actually blocked off the edge, and there was just, I mean, there was a monster hole because that kid's a really good blocker too. I mean, he can actually take out that end. Yeah. So he's a good blocker. He's a big, he's not a lean, uh-uh, he's no. a big solid tight end. Not, yeah. not like a little bit, a little bit bigger than like your, he almost traditional looking tight end. Yeah. So, um, in, uh, LSU uses a run pass option 30% of the time. Right. Which is a lot. Yeah. That's a ton. Yeah. 30% <laughs> of the time they're doing a run pass option. So this is a different look than Ohio State gave them. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's completely, it's, it is completely Ohio different. State, they do some they do some zone blocking schemes. Um, they do to a degree. Yeah, to a certain extent, they do some zone blocking, but they're more of just like a power run team. Yeah, which is and uh, LSU is in shotgun a lot. Yeah, 100%. I don't think that they even go from no. center. Which is interesting. You think some a lot of times they knock quarterbacks going into the draft for being shotgun quarterbacks, and they haven't done that to Burrow. No, Burrow will come up. Yeah. I, a way to try to... It may. Yeah. yeah. But, I don't know. Once they start breaking that down. But they usually do that. But, yeah, but, uh, the, but the thing is, though, too, I mean, most teams go from the shotgun at least 70% of the time now. I mean, it's really not... You, you don't see a lot of teams that are just straight from center. I, you just don't see it. It's. Yeah. I mean, even if you want a power run, you can do it from the shotgun, so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Burrow... He's a better quarterback than Fields. Yes. Yeah. He's more experienced. Yeah. He's, I mean, he is. He's just, he's just Fields missed. He missed too many throws in that game. He did. Yeah. Well, we dropped a few. We we dropped one. We had like, some. You know, we had. We obviously had that one. You know, bad route that was ran uh, yeah. on the last play of the game, but. Um, but like he should have hit J.K. He should drop that in the bucket. Like it was an easy yeah. throw, and he threw it hot. Like yeah. it was way too hot, and then he had to dive for it. Way, you know. Yeah, like and they're like a little behind, and you know. Well, I, I guess I the one way to really look at it is Fields didn't play his best game, and they almost won. Burrow's better than Fields, mm-hmm. and if 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 Joe doesn't play his best game, they can still win. 
I mean, Joe is that good. I mean, even if he's off, yeah. they can still win that game. So yeah, yeah. I mean, um, one big thing I think is does Venables lay off some of these blitzes, knowing he's got. I don't. They have studs. I just don't think they got, their passing game is ridiculous. Does he lay off the blitzes? I don't think he does because he comes off to me as someone who says, "This is what I do, yeah. and it works, and I'm going to do it. I don't he's, care if I lose." Forever, yeah, yeah I, I think he's just he's so set that that's what he is going to. Now he may change that yeah, in right. in like the second half if it's <laughs> if it's not really working. But I don't think 17-0. that yeah, I don't think he is going to go in there with any other you know game plan than what he's had. So. Yeah, I mean, um, can Clemson's secondary hang with that's these a big question. That's I mean, going to be the key matchup. They win so many 50 50 balls and balls that, you know, it's like, oh, even when they're covered, they're getting these. That's something that I think Joe doesn't get enough credit for. People assume a 50 50 ball is you just throw it up and, you know, whoever gets it gets it. There is a skill to throwing the 50 50 ball. And Joe's really good at it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you have to put it in a place where you know that your guy has the best chance to really get it. Right. I mean, it's not just Towards chucking it up. Line, not yeah, the middle of the field. Right, and Joe's Outside really good at numbers. it. Yeah, and uh, Justin Jefferson is an absolute stud outside on that. I mean, there's not a ball that he can't catch. So, yeah. Um, so on the other side of it, LSU's defense versus. Um, LSU's defense, yeah, that's I don't know. They're so they're so Jekyll and Hyde, man. Yeah, I mean Jekyll and Hyde, but I mean they, they it's just I get I don't know if it's uh just like who who they're up against, um, type of offense they're facing, but yeah, because they played um when they played uh Ole Miss, they gave up what like 300, 400 yards rushing to Ole Miss. I mean. But it's just, and then they have games against, like, you know, like against Georgia where they play absolutely great. It's just, they're they're so up and down. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they give up uh, for the year. I mean, cumulatively, it's like, you know, 21 a game. But um, that's not bad. I mean, here in the last, um, here in the last little bit, it's like Georgia, they held the 10 points. Right. Um, Georgia struggles a little bit offensively. Texas AM, they just, dominated 50 to 7. So I mean, you know, here lately they they stepped it up um yeah, and then you know, they give up what was it? 41 to Alabama. Alabama Ole Miss 37. Yeah. Arkansas, you know, only 20, but it might be mop up points for them. Yeah. So for Arkansas. So, you know, I mean, that's what I mean. I you, you just sort of never know what you're going to get with them. Now, do I think that they're going to bring their best game in this? Oh, sure. I mean, yeah. absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I don't think that that you know, they're not going to be Jekyll in this game. They are going to bring their hide game. So. Yeah, this isn't a typical LSU defense. Usually, no. the defense has been their strength. Always has been. Uh, their defensive line seems to be the weakest mm-hmm. part of their. Defense. Their secondary is really good. Yeah, and their linebackers are solid. Yeah, um, and know. they're actually getting one of their best players back for this game too. His name escapes me right now. Um, he's a linebacker. He was out for the last four or five games of the season because of a personal thing that he had happening with his family. Um, I know his name. I just can't think of it right now. Michael Divinity. Yes, Michael Divinity. He's yeah. actually back for this game. So, yeah. And he's a great football player. So, oh, Wait, he had a six-game suspension. 
Oh, I thought it was personal reasons. <laughs> they said it was personal reasons, technically, but yes. yeah, I guess <laughs> technically it was personal reasons. But uh, yeah, it was a six-game suspension. I didn't know it was a six-game sus- suspension. Uh, yeah, he he personally was smoking a lot of weed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a personal reason. Yeah, um, yeah he, he got busted for for weed. Okay, well, <laughs> he's actually back for this game, so. Um, so yeah, so um, so yeah. I mean, can LSU can they? They're in the same boat, similar to Clemson. Clemson's de- the weakness on defense is kind of their line because they graduated and a lot of guys left. Right. So they pressure a lot with their linebackers and the different different safety blitzes and yeah. stuff like that. So can L- can LSU pressure with their linebackers? They do have a guy on the edge. Um, What's his name? Code Levon Chasen. Right. Who's yeah. really good, number 18. He's, he's a great edge rusher, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's almost like he's the only guy that can ever get pressure with off the line. Yeah. So, but they've done a lot. They've done well lately with getting the quarterback. Yeah, and, and in the game against us, Clemson proved that their line is not as strong as they thought that it was because we had some pressure, not just with Chase, but we had some other guys who were actually getting pressure too. Yeah. So, I mean, they are – you know, they are susceptible to giving up some sacks. Yeah, it's like, uh, does the line hold up uh, for Clemson? Uh, can they run the ball with ETN? That's, um, I'm, I'm, they didn't versus us. I'm glad that you actually, that you actually brought him up because no, you're absolutely right. We actually shut him down except for the one yeah, the little screen, screen pass. Dropped. Was that yeah. even a screen or was that like, I don't remember if it was a screen down. or it was probably like, yeah, I think it was more I like a check down. No, I think it was just a check down. But, um, is he going to be able to get his his game going? Is going to be the biggest thing for them because if if Lawrence just has to step back and throw all game and they can't actually run the ball, it's going to be a long night. I just yeah. I really think so. So they need to get Etn going. He has to have a big game. There's no question about that. Yeah. Um, can their line hold up versus LSU? LSU's got. So- Pretty good secondary. That's actually yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's the the, in fact Stingley. Stingley's a true uh, freshman who's a stud. Um, Yeah, I mean they got guys back. Delpit won the Thorpe, Mm -hmm. which was upsetting. Best uh, defensive back in college football. So uh, Grant Delpit, who's a top ten ish, probably I would say he's probably a top ten pick. Yeah. So, um, uh, so yeah, I mean they got Higgins or yeah Higgins, T Higgins and Justin Ross. They were banged up against us. Yeah. Clemson's like, hey, you know, we were unlucky too. We didn't have our best receivers playing their best. Garbage. Shut up. <laughs> but hey, they're matched up against solid DBs. Yeah. Are they neutralized versus solid DBs? Can yeah. Stingley, Delpit, and LSU secondary neutralize these guys? Like we did for the most part. I think I think Justin Ross they had some catches. I mean, yeah. We, but they weren't. Nobody exploded. No, and I think it'll be interesting to see where Stingley lines up mm-hmm. against two. If they're going to line them up against Higgins or Ross, or if they're just going to, you know, mix it up as as the game goes on. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be really fun to watch because Higgins is a great receiver. I mean, he's he is going to he's going to play on Sundays. He's a tall guy. Yeah, he's both what, of them are tall. Yeah, they're both about six four. Yeah. 210, 220 pounds, so they're really big guys. But I think it'll be interesting to see where Stingley lines up Yeah, for most of the game. Does LSU play, do they get into more zone 
now they're sneak bitten looking at the OSU tape where they think Lawrence is now a threat with his legs. Which yeah. Hasn't been all year. Yeah. They, they might be wise to play some more zone to at least leave somebody in the yeah. middle of the field at not necessarily as like a spy type yeah. thing, but just, just in, so they don't turn their backs on. Them. Right. Yeah. So when you're in man coverage, you're turning your back on your eyes. Aren't back yeah. the quarterback at all. So yeah. So, um, I mean, Lawrence wasn't a threat to run, all year, no, he didn't run the ball more than like ten times, and that wasn't even like ten was an anomaly before. Yeah, and that was against North Carolina. North Carolina, and then versus us, sixteen for like one hundred and seven. They're two close games. Throw up. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <It's>, uh, <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, so and then you know Lawrence is Lawrence is Tre- Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he's he's kind of a weird freak. Athlete and twenty nine and zero as a starter, and he looks name. like a giant woman. Yeah, <laughs> so um, <laughs> looks like he should be on the volleyball team, yeah. <laughs> women's volleyball team. So um, get a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> so on um, Clemson's defense on that side of the ball, I mean they got they got guys they got speed. So I mean, there's yeah, a lot of speed all over this field. It's similar to what Clemson Ohio State was. I mean, yeah, not that Oklahoma didn't have speed, but you know Oklahoma, Oklahoma was, they're just not as good. No, as, they didn't have any business being there. Um, I mean, yeah, I, this was such a weird college football playoff because whoever the fourth team was, they didn't belong because mm-hmm. there were only three top teams that really should have been there: us, Clemson, yeah. and. LSU. The fourth team didn't belong. I mean, you could make any argument against any team, and there would have been a better one than Oklahoma. I mean, you could have kept Georgia. You could have put in Alabama as much as it pains me, and it probably wouldn't have been a better game. So, I mean, but... Yeah, the Big 12 is really... I mean, they're starting to lose a lot of credibility. They're going to start... They they might start falling into that where people are even questioning their conference even more. Especially because Baylor just lost Matt Rule, so... Yeah. Which, we didn't even talk about that. Yeah, Yeah, Matt Rule goes to the Carolina Panthers from Baylor and... So, yeah, they're going to be an even... What happens there? Yeah, they're going to be in even more trouble because that leaves essentially Lincoln Riley and Tom Herman as your two best coaches, and that's... Lincoln Riley's a great coach. Tom Herman is a nutcase, but I mean, <laughs> he's trying to create the Ohio State South down there. So. Yeah, well, that's not really working for him. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, Ohio State got burned on just like two big plays. Yeah, two big plays. Etn um, and Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, the scramble. Yeah. So I mean, they're you know, just two big plays burned them. That's there's 14 points right there. Yeah. And then um, our, all of our miscues and then getting screwed on the, uh, the fumble that wasn't fumble, the incomplete pass, whatever you want to yeah. call it. <clears throat> still, still frustrating. <laughs> That'll be frustrating so, until we get into like spring camp. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I was reading a lot of LSU people, reporters, um, a lot of analysis down there in LSU. They watch the, you know, all 22 take mm-hmm. Clemson in Ohio State, and they said Ohio State's receivers are running more free than you even thought watching it on TV. They were, they were getting held a lot. Yeah. Uh, a lot of jerseys being stretched that were never called. And no. So, um, I mean, yeah. It, it is what it is. I mean, that's it's 
and you can make the argument, well, it was a different crew. You know, they always have a crew from some other conference other than the two that are in the game, but they were still a SEC conference. I would have much rather had like a Big 12 or, or, you know, a Pac-12, someone Mm -hmm. who really, because let's face it, Clemson is in the South, Mm -hmm. you know, so I would have rather had a crew from out West who didn't, you know, who didn't care, you know, or who may not have anything invested in that game. So, Mm -hmm. but... It is what it is. It's done. So, so I like I like LSU in this game just because I saw what Ohio State did to Clemson when they didn't take advantage. It was kind of like they just killed themselves. Yeah. And I think LSU's offense is better than Ohio State's. They got a better quarterback. Yeah. They have a more experienced, more poised quarterback that is a hundred percent. Fields. Not that we're. I'm just knocking him. He just missed some throws, but he also had. Well, he wasn't quite one hundred percent with that knee Mm-mm. that he hurt in the Penn State game. So Burrow's one hundred percent healthy. He's the Heisman winner. He's he's completed seventy eight percent of his passes, five over five thousand yards, fifty five skis, six interceptions. I haven't seen the guy get shook yet this year. No, um, and I and I've seen him throw under pressure with guys in his face. He moves around the pocket. He's a much better athlete than given credit for in. And uh, I think he's going to be the difference in the game again. And, uh, yeah, I just I, – I think LSU wins. I don't think it's – I don't think it'll be a, like a I'm, – I'm thinking I'm, – I'm going to say somewhere around where Ohio State game was, mm-hmm. I think maybe a little bit more offense. Yeah. So I'm thinking like 35-27 of yeah. LSU. Yeah, I've got something similar to that. I like LSU too, um, not just because I want to see – Clemson lose. I mean, just if you look at the at the film, I mean, they're just a better football team. Um, I think you're absolutely right about Joe. I also think that the difference in this game is going to be LSU's defense. I think they're tired of hearing guys like me say that they're a you know Jekyll and Hyde mm-hmm. defense, and I think they're going to go out and prove that they're a really good defense. I like Stingley a whole lot. I like mm-hmm. I like uh, Delpit. I think they're going to match up well against Higgins, Ross, and whoever else that they can throw out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's it's going to come down to the defense. I actually have a little bit lower score than what you would have. I'm going to go 24-17 um, LSU. I think um, – I also think Brent Venables is one of the best coordinators in all of college football, and I think he was almost sickened by watching Dobbins run up and down the field. So I think he's going to come with a really good game plan. Um, but, yeah, I've got 24-17 LSU. I think the uh, over-under on this thing is – I think at the total, um, oh, stupid, stupid auto play. Never mind. But I think it's like 69 points, actually. Well, I could be wrong. I just think that this is going to turn it into a defensive game. I really do. Um, and somebody else that we didn't even mention is Isaiah Simmons. Um, I think he could be a difference too, um, with as well as he plays and all the spots that you know they can move him. Um, I just, I just like the defenses in this game. But I think that you're right about Joe. I think he's he is going to yeah. throw for at least three scores. Yeah, um, yeah. Over under sixty nine and a half. Well, you know, I could be that's, wrong. That's like thirty eight thirty five. Yeah, thirty eight thirty five. Yeah, it's over. So yeah. I mean, that's actually probably reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know what? But, you all, you almost talked me into a higher score, but <laughs> I'm going to stick with 24-17 LSU, and I would be willing to go as high as like 
31-24, but I'm going to stick with 24-17, and I'll probably be absolutely wrong. But I think that's what it's going to be. But I do think – I do both think – LSU yeah. and they're favored five and a half. So I guess we're both – yeah, we're both picking LSU. Yeah, I'll take LSU in the points. Um, do you want to go over the Buckeye schedule? Because we're running short on time. Or do you want to save that? Um, yeah, we can save it. Okay. We can save it. Okay, so, so you want to talk about something else while we got, I don't know, um, a few minutes to go here? Yeah, so like I guess last week we, I don't know, we, we went over recruiting, but I think we left off a couple guys. I don't know, yeah. well, a couple things we missed. Um, Gunnar Hoke is actually returning. Yeah, I didn't so realize that. Quarterback for Ohio State. Um, I didn't. I thought he was just like. A, I thought he was a grad one year guy, but yeah, he's yeah, got so, he's got one year left. Yeah, he's he'll be around. So um, so yeah, so he's going to compete for the backup job on. You know, off experience and he's, he's got a he's shot. I in the system. Yeah, maybe, yeah. So I still just think that Jack Miller and Ryan Day are joined at the hip so mm-hmm. much. I still think he has the uh, um, the edge. And there was some, there was somebody because I had um, I had posted something on our Twitter feed about Jack Miller after last week's and um, sort of went viral with his family. Yeah, and um, well, I, I don't know. I just said with his with for us, it's viral. yeah, for us it's viral because our Twitter feed doesn't get that much action. But um, it's early, yeah. But um, and then someone actually made a comment that C.J. Stroud may have something to actually say about that. I don't, and I want to clear, I and I kind of want to clear it up. I'm not saying that C.J. Stroud is not a good quarterback. I think he's an excellent quarterback. I just think that Jack Miller has the leg up right now because how long he's known Ryan Day. I mean, he's been recruiting him since he was 16 years old. So. Yeah. I mean, but I could be wrong. I mean, C.J. Stroud could go in there and just ball out and beat him out for the for the backup job. So yeah, um, but I think that Gunnar Hoke's probably gonna get stuck behind one of them. To be honest, yeah, it's it's tough. I don't, you know, I uh, I feel for those guys that go in, coming in. I mean, you, you know, you, you, it's just iron sharpens iron. You know? Yeah, it's like I know. They gotta come up. They gotta step up, and they, you you go to big time college football, you know, you're on a team with a bunch of other elite guys of the best of the best in high school, the yeah. elite of high school ball. And you know that you're gonna, you gotta come to practice hard every day and yeah, it's sponge and be ready to learn and improve every, every single minute you're out there. It's, it's tough, man. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work and, but you're absolutely right. Iron sharpens iron. And, uh, you know, whatever happens, with that backup job, it's it is going to make them both a much better football player. So, yeah. So um, another one we missed was Dewan Jones, who on the offensive line. Yeah. That he's going to be competing for a, a tackle spot. Yeah, so. he's so big though. You could almost move him to guard, man. But I don't know if he's got the. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's what six nine, three hundred and some pounds. He's a, yeah, he's a big dude. Man. Yeah. Um, Yes, number 79, DeWan Jones, 6'8", 360 out of Indianapolis. 6'8", 360. Yeah, so, um, yeah, he even played basketball in high school. Wow. Average 17 and 9. Average 17 points? Wow. Well, I mean, I can imagine because that's got to be a tough dude to guard down in the box. (laughs) (laughs) Guy's 6'8", 360 pounds. You're not going to be able to muscle him out of the box. You're going to be sore. Yeah. Bodying him up on the block. Oh, good lord! So, uh, so yeah, he's going to be. He was only a freshman this year. Yeah, he might have redshirted. Maybe not. I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So it's a, you know, it's a, high state is so deep. I mean, 
I mean, they carry, you know, 100 guys on the roster, and the, even the three deep, the third guy deep, which you don't even see on a, on a list, they're going to end up coming up next yeah. year. Like, what, what is so funny so much competition. is on our three deep roster, the, the third guy could probably start <laughs> on most programs in the country right. because we're just, we're that deep. So, yeah. I mean. Yeah, and it just ends up paying off for them when they become an upperclassman. Yeah. Yeah, so. Going up against the best in practice. Absolutely. So it ends up paying off for him later. This guy, this guy's just, a lot of times you have to be patient. Yeah. So, um, so a lot of those guys came out, came to campus. Yeah. Uh, they started classes. They enrolled. Yeah. I think there was 17 early enrollees yeah. or yeah, some, you know, something like that. A lot of the, a lot of the highly talented guys. Yeah. In fact, guys. there was a video on our Twitter page that I put out there, um, where there was six or four of them who were all rooming together, CJ Stroud and Legend Cavazos. Yeah. And um can't remember who else it was. Um, but they're all rooming together, Julian which I Fleming. Yes. It was Julian Fleming, CJ Stroud, Legend Cavazos, and um the linebacker uh, oh, Court. Yes, Court Williams. They're all rooming together, which I thought was Really cool. So yeah, different mix. Yeah. Positions. Definitely. Yeah. So um, all these guys are getting the first taste of Columbus, Ohio weather. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's January, what, 12th? Yeah. And uh, on Monday and Tuesday, it's supposed to be 60 and sunny. Yeah. What the H, man? <laughs> it's crazy. Um, one kid put out there, he said, I've seen... I've seen snow, rain, <laughs> sunshine, warm temps, cold temps, all like in the first couple of weeks. So, yeah, yeah. Like in the Ohio. Guys. Yeah, that's pretty, what it is here, man. Pretty much. So, um, so yeah, yeah. So uh, that probably wraps it up. We'll yeah. Finish up here. We only got like a couple minutes, and um, you want to so put yeah. out our uh, social stuff? Yeah, yeah. At Beyond Buckeyes on Twitter, um, we're, we're putting out some stuff. Like we'll retweet some stuff and. Anything that's pretty interesting that's not been flooded on social media enough to just like put it back on your feed. So give us a follow and uh, we'll, and also on YouTube, look us up. Um, Buckeyes and Beyond. Yeah, uh, yeah. Buckeyes and Beyond is the YouTube page. You can subscribe to it. Right now it's just videos of our podcast. Um, unfortunately, you would just be staring at a giant block O, but I get that some people still actually like that. Um, if this thing takes off, then we may do more with that page. Yeah. We'll see. Um, but yeah, go to Buckeyes and Beyond and subscribe to that. Um, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and a comment. Let us know how we are doing. Yeah, the reviews help us uh, get higher up in like search results when people search Buckeyes. So keep this thing going. Uh, we don't have any ads right now, so we'll keep it that way for a while. Yeah, we yeah. We're just trying to get good at this. So. Yeah, you know, we don't want to, you know, throw ads at people if we're not really giving them a solid product yet. So <laughs> we're just going to kind of wait and see how it does. But um, yeah, uh, give us a look on social media. Um, we don't have a Facebook page yet. We may actually do that at some point. I'm not sure. Yeah. But right now it's just uh, the Twitter account. Instagram, we're on there, but we don't do a whole lot of stuff on it. So there's yeah, not really much there. to see there. We'll um, there. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much it. You yeah, got... yeah. Subscribe, follow. Just helps us out. Gets us a little bit more legitimacy so we can keep this going. Yeah. Get a little bit stronger. So. And we will get into the schedule for 2020 next episode. So Yeah. Yeah. Next episode, we'll review the national title game. 
schedule for Ohio State, um, anything else Ohio State, maybe we'll start to get into basketball. So, And uh, really quick, I know we got short on time. If you are a wrestling fan, we have someone who may be coming on the show to talk a little Buckeye football and wrestling who has a wrestling podcast that we're going to try and actually help him promote. So, uh, yeah, who's, what's, uh, Adam Howe and their, their podcast is three man booth, three man booth. Yes. Three man booth. So give them a, a listen out. and, uh, we'll have Adam on at some point. So, uh, that's pretty much it. Right, Jeff. That's it. All right. Thanks guys. All right. See ya.